And now, knowing something about this film, we continue. I guess I'm finally gonna push play. Minute 100. After we've lingered. I did look up whether the number 44 meant anything. Apparently it's some, just some sports reference. Somewhere, some, I saw some comment, but I lost it about, uh, it referring to something about Sigmund Freud, maybe? I don't remember. There's something, someone was guessing. <sighs> I gotta jump in while I'm editing this because I, I must bring it up again later. I thought this is when I brought it up. I did remember what the 44 was. Maybe it was after I recorded this and then I just didn't go back and fix it. Number 44, The Mysterious Stranger, is a version of an unfinished story by Mark Twain about, uh, well, about... Could it be... Satan? I don't know. I've never read it, I don't think. But number 44, The Mysterious Stranger, is the third version. It's called Number 44, The Mysterious Stranger, being an ancient tale found in a jug and freely translated from the jug. Which, dumb title, but Mark Twain often made good use of dumb titles because they came across clever when tied into his writing. It's also called the print shop version of this story. But number 44 is essentially Satan in this case. Ish. This line, I can't figure out what source it originally comes from. They quote this line on the Wikipedia, on another wiki, someone's blog, the Amazon description, a bunch of different places. I can't tell where it actually comes from. But, quote, It tells of number 44's mysterious appearance at the door of a print shop and his use of heavenly powers to expose the futility of mankind's existence. Which is something. This version also introduces an idea Twain was toying with at the end of his life involving a duality of the self composed of the waking self and the dream self. Twain explores these ideas through the use of duplicates, copies of the print shop workers made by number 44. We'll get back to this way in like, well, in like 20 minutes, 20 episodes-ish, when we get near the end. The duplicates, uh, the whole thing where... Of course, the 44 is Mandy's shirt. She was wearing it when they met, but then it's Andy who wears it all the time. And the scene where we get a flashback of them meeting is framed so that maybe air quotes never even existed. And they're really the same person, and that's entirely pointless to the plot of this film, and it fucking sucks. But hey, it happens, and people have stupid ideas about big things, or big ideas about stupid things, or both, in this film. And I hate it. Now, back to me not remembering what 44 is. And then I lost that link, so I don't think it means anything. I think it's simply a stupid-looking shirt. And I don't know how Andy has it, because Air Quotes was wearing it the night she was killed. So what we missed between the scene inside and them taking her outside was apparently they stripped her before putting her in the burlap sack for some reason. But whatever. What matters now is Minute 100 begins with Swiney Todd is against a tree on the ground. He's not looking good. Got some bruises. Bloody nose. I think he was in the middle of saying something. I don't remember. Um, what's his fuck? Andy has his big axe, which is apparently called the Beast, which is stupid. Why would you, why, why does it have a name? It's because people are, his people name props, which is fine. Don't pretend like it's called that in the movie. That's the problem. He's got the handle part of it pointed toward Swiney right now, and I'm going to press play, if I remember how. Better to burn out than to fade, and we're on, angled on Andy as stupid axe up close, 
gets pressed in and we get juicy piercing noises. And oh, cut back and it's in Swiney's mouth. Reactions, ugh, stupid. <laughs> it's all stupid. Yeah, cause we cut back to Andy and he's not doing anything and then he pushes harder and we cut back to Swine and the blade is, I guess it would be through him and into the tree at this point. Actually, it's a little too long. I don't think you pushed hard enough to push the tree. And you wouldn't necessarily get more blood just because you pushed it farther. Because you'd be exiting him, so you would have already had him bleeding plenty. But, uh, you know, the noise of that extra thrust. Audience cheering on Andy and all his bullshit. They love it. Gurgly blood. Eyes moving. It's a bunch of the same shots. Nothing's actually going to happen in this minute, of course. Ugh, and then he pushes again. There's nowhere for it to go, dude. At this point, it would already be struck in the tree. I noticed up close this, the axe part of this thing is not sharp. They shouldn't actually be able to chop anyone's head off. This prop sucks. Why do people buy replicas of it? It does actually resemble a thing made in that mold that we saw when he was making it, though. Rather than something actually hammered into form. It's lumpy. It's round. It's stupid. Yeah, there's no way that thing isn't stuck in the tree as far as he pushed it. This is dumb. <laughs> this is stupid shot. Oh, well, he pulls it out. And Lucy reaction shot. She's got a tear down her cheek, but otherwise she's not doing much. Andy looks at her and music starts playing. What the fuck? What just happened? Uh... Freaking Mexican fiesta music. I have no fucking clue what's going to happen. Or why this music is playing. I understand why he walks away and leaves Lucy. Because he saw that she's not in this situation quite willingly. Jeremiah made her play a Russian roulette. But I don't care about that. Why is this music playing? (laughs) What is going on here? I... I don't know. So minute 100 would be significant. You know, something would happen. We get almost no dialogue. And then we get a weird transition of mute. <laughs> I'm confused as fuck. I don't have time for this today. That's not even my desk. 